Hello and welcome to the Turned On Podcast. I'm Angelique Nori and my husband David and I have made it our mission to break the darkness by flipping the switch on the four most important areas of your life in health, relationships, business, and in faith. And sometimes the light in the world and in your life can go dim, either from the intrusion of technology or simply because society is so driven by instant gratification. It's our mission to help people see that we're hardwired for connection and that the best things in life come when we turn on the light to see with new eyes the opportunity that exists just a flip away. So if you're ready to stir your spirit, open your eyes, and profit in all areas of your life, then let's get turned on. Here we go. And yes, here we go. We are live from Warplan Studios, and I am across from my rock star husband. <laughs> who likes to play the air guitar and everything is tied back to music. Unfortunately, as he once said during our introduction at our wedding, but the Lord did not bless him with a good voice because there could only be one Elvis. True. There could only be one Elvis, but there is a David Nori. And there's something really beautiful though about music and what music does for people. Um, I, I love seeing people in their gift. Mm -hmm. I, and when I see some, someone in their gift, like whether it's playing in, playing in, not an air guitar, but a real one, yeah. using their voice to project such a gift in business, in fitness or whatever. And dancing and, and, dancing and, and you make, know, I close it, my eyes every time I dance. I do know. It, well, it, it's it's like a primal thing, and I I have that in common with our guest here, and we're going to talk about you that, do. but I won't interrupt you. Go ahead. Okay. Well, so she, this woman does a little bit of everything. Like she's like this Renaissance woman um, that not only has been a fitness instructor for over forty years, which when you see her, you're like, how's that even possible? Did you start when you were one? <laughs> um, program developer of Zumba, David. Yep, I mean you you were once a Zumba instructor if you I mean, guys didn't know this. Not a lot of people know that. People from Tampa do, but I am Zumba certified and yep. I did it for a long time, yep. <laughs> She's appeared on VH1, MTV, CMT, Discovery, C-SPAN, Entertainment Tonight, Fox, and is the award-winning co-host and producer of Ted Nugent Spirit of the Wild. Why? Because she is married to the rock star ted nugent the motor she, city madman <laughs> she is the author of the book married to a rock star co-authored new york times best-selling wild game cookbook kill it and grill it shemaine nugent welcome to our turned on podcast oh thank you there guys so is. much for having me i love you i miss you it's been way too long it <laughs> has thankfully we get to hear your voice every once in a while on a text audio and then we of course watch you through the little screens on our phone but um we're just so grateful to be sitting here with you today and we're Aww. definitely going to come out there our girls want to see we still the talk to them about it and yeah. they still ask when are we going to go so the last time i think we got rained out that's why uh, yeah, we were, yeah you were yep and we were really we were you know it was 100 miles away but it was a really bad storm so we just you know we didn't make it. Anyway. We're gonna. But, uh, you know, I love in your bio on, on Shemaine, on your Instagram, it says, on fire for God, mm -hmm. family, country, and healthy living. I mean, so, I mean, you are you are the the perfect guest for the Turned On podcast because that's what, what we're all about. Obviously, we share a love for rock and roll. We share a love for <laughs> Zumba and dancing. Um, and I thought this might be a good way to start the podcast. Um, 
I see you guys so much outdoors at, yeah. at home and you have a passion for being outdoors and a passion for life that is just palpable. And I think in our world today, a lot of people are missing that because of the expansion of our cities, um, what we call these concrete jungles. And because of technology, everybody stays inside. And that was before the, pot, the, the pandemic. Throw in two years of being on lockdown and stuff like that. And what we see is this problem has just been exasperated, where people don't see God as much. They don't know how to find him as much because we've taken ourselves out of God's beauty. So mm -hmm. my first question to you is, how can people get more in touch with nature, with the things that God intended us to do and break out of this kind of artificial intelligence world that we see ourselves gravitating toward? Mm -hmm. Well, I never thought that as a kid running around climbing trees and I used to race motocross, I was quite the the tomboy, I guess you would say, I never thought that would lead me to this hunting lifestyle that I live right in right now and have for, Ted and I have been married 33 years and I hunt with a bow and arrow and I never, my wildest dreams would have thought that would have happened, but we have a very different lifestyle and one at first that I didn't cling to, I was a city girl and I liked all of the you know, trappings of a big city, the shopping and going out with my friends and dancing and things like that. But now more than ever, I believe there is a growing population of people who are wanting to return and rightly so to living off the land, the, the environment that our ancestors lived on, becoming mm -hmm. responsible stewards of this land, mm -hmm. but also where we get our sustenance. And, yeah. you know, at, at first I, for years, I never posted anything on social media about my hunts. Now I, we're never going to go hungry, you know, oh, with yeah. this pandemic and who knows what's going to be happening. So I, I would encourage people to find the thing that makes their heart sing and do it more often and get back to the roots of our childhood. Do mm -hmm. we not go outside and play all day? Did our parents just no. say, no, stay out till the lights the come light on, the street on. lights come on, and then you can come in, but get out, go outside, get your yeah. hands dirty. And now we know, I wrote about this in my book, uh, Four Minutes to Happy. Now we know that there's something called earthing or grounding yes. where getting in touch with the soil, the ground, the beach, even the snow in the wintertime can change our vibration and can help us be happier and then healthier. Yeah. And I know that you, you share a, a huge passion for helping people be healthier. Um, it's, it's interesting because, you know, before I knew Angelique, I was not, I just felt like my government and my grocery store have my best interest oh at, my at heart. That I really believe a, that. That was an up hill battle and she had to beat <laughs> she had to beat me over the head and and thank god, thank god she did up. but i just went to a nature path recently and she told me something that was confirmed by a good friend of mine who is very much into uh he's got a master's degree and he's very much into healthy living that's what he makes his living on and they both said the same thing whatever you do don't give up eating red meat and meat don't give up eating meat and i was like but I've been told just the opposite, <laughs> like, no, like grass fed meat yeah. and, and, and game and stuff is what gives us our life. What is your, what are your top three things that you might help somebody out with that? Just if I said, Hey, how can I be healthier? What are the top three things? Well, the number one exercise, when I was growing up, I was 
30 pounds heavier than I am now. And it wasn't until, and, and I was an athlete. I was a state champion swimmer twice. I was a gymnast, a, co- a cheerleader in college, all that stuff, but I was still heavier. It wasn't until I made fitness a main priority of my life, then everything else kind of fell into place. Whereas mm. I, I have encountered a lot of people through worldwide travel and teaching hundreds of thousands of people through Zumba and every other program possibly that there is, I've taught it. Uh, the number one thing that I see people doing is planning what they're going to have for lunch at breakfast, what they're going to have for dinner. Whereas if we focus on fitness and getting outside and breathing that fresh, clean air, I think that those priorities change and we get lost. I don't know about you guys, but when I'm doing something I love to do, I don't think about food. And when yeah. we're consuming that activity that brings that we love, it brings us so much joy. That joy is contagious. Other people go, I want what she's having. Mm-hmm. So number one, fitness. Number two, for those of you who don't know, who are watching your show, I got sick and almost died from toxic mold between the walls of my home that was once featured on MTV Cribs. That caused me, and this was about 20 years ago, Nobody was talking about mold back then. Mm-hmm. And no doctors could help me. I had debilitating migraines and I was popping prescription drugs like they were M&Ms. And I love M&Ms. But <laughs> it, this was not a good thing. I was Detroit's most physical female and I wasn't healthy. Mm-hmm. And I, I found I had to become my own investigative sleuth. And I encourage people to do that for themselves because fitness, healthy living, isn't a one size fits all program, but we do know fitness helps. Number two, nutrition. The closer you get to the hoof, the ground or the tree, the better, the more you process foods. If it's in a box wrapped in plastic on a shelf for months or even years, is that good fuel for your sacred temple? No. So, um, don't process foods, become a label reader, eat more greens and find the number three, find the thing that makes your heart sing and you'll be happier and healthier. Well, that's three of the best pieces of <laughs> advice because it's simple. It's easy to follow. And, you know, I, I encourage people and we'll put it up here. You have um, your story. We've, we asked you because we had mold toxicity in our house mm-hmm. and, and we know other people have had it and they call it like this this silent killer and it's a relationship breaker because yeah. one person's complaining of symptoms and the other person's like, you're crazy. Yep. Like this is all in your mind and mm-hmm. it's not because you can't see it. So it's killerhouse.org. That's mm-hmm. where your documentary could be found. And if you go to killerhouse.org, I was scrolling through it the other day and I love it at the end of the page there. It says you wrote, thankfully God had other plans. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when we're talking about this, um, this series that we're in right now that we've begun, it's, I am who you say I am. And it's kind of figuring out, you know, how do we take in God's plans. You know, I, there's a picture in my book where it's just a guy's feet on the ground in the grass. And you talked about grounding. Angelique and I, when we were living in um, Nashville, we'd go out with the girls every morning. The first thing we do is just sit out there barefooted and we just put our feet in the ground. Um, but it seems like so many people these days are stressing over the hustle, the grind. What we see is the word self-sabotage. I interviewed a bunch of um, executives and, and they said overwhelm was by far the biggest thing that was self-sabotaging their mm-hmm. lives. Um, there's a there's a quote by Miles Davis. I'm not sure if you guys are big jazz fans. I think you are. But 
Miles Davis, the great jazz singer, said, you have to play a long time to be able to play like yourself. Mm -hmm. And I take that quote right there because we're trying to be so many different things to so many different people. We're under the microscope of social media. And sometimes you reach this, this age where you're just like, you know, I'm just going to be who I am. Yeah. And, and then I'm going to get back to doing the things like you said. I'm going to get back to the things that I did in my childhood because that worked. So what are some of the things that you've seen yourself transition over the years um, where you're like, this is really who I am. This is who God intended me to be. Um, you mentioned being in one body. Now you're in a different body. You mentioned being in the, a city girl and now you're a country girl. What are some of those other things that you've experienced? Well, number one, God did not give us a spirit of fear. And my great awakening really started when I got sick and almost died. It's like that movie with uh, uh, Dirty Dancing with Patrick Swayze. And I can't remember her name, but I remember specifically the part in the movie where Patrick Swayze's character says, nobody puts baby in a corner. Mm -hmm. And we have all gotten into a corner, so to speak, in our lives for different trials and tribulations that we've experienced. I honestly, guys, I honestly wholeheartedly believe that is God pushing us to fight for our lives, to, to go through that struggle. That struggle teaches us endurance. And there is a quote, I don't remember it, but um, it's in the Bible, something about you should be grateful for the tribulations that we endure because it makes us stronger. Yeah. Now, during the tribulations, they're not so fun. And it's kind of hard to, to think about going through that. Mm. But this tribulation, this pandemic that this world has gone through the past couple of years has been a great awakening, so to speak, for many of us. And I would encourage people to really think about those things. Again, I hate to, I don't hate to, I enjoy coming back to this. God gave us, each of us, a unique gift. It doesn't matter if where you're from in the world. We've had the opportunity to go to Africa many, many times. Our son, Rocco, who's 32, was named after Dr. Rocco Joya, who owns a 50,000-acre tomato ranch in Hoodsprite, South Africa. And I remember the first couple of times that we went there, and we'd stay for about a month and live on his ranch and see the workers come in every day, many of which do not have shoes, wear the mm -hmm. same clothes over and over and over every day, dirty and yet they seemed really happy. And mm -hmm. I remember asking Dr. Rocco Joya, do they look at us with our fancy jewelry and our fancy clothes? Are they jealous of us? And he said, no, they feel sorry for you because you need so many things. Ooh. And Ooh. I, I think about I that, that in my yeah. spine. And that, you know, I having, having have the, the experience of losing everything, I, and I'm not saying this lightly, we lost, we walked away from our home with the, with everything in it, the contents still in it. We only had the clothes on our backs. And then we just got, we got rid of those because yeah. one mold spore is one, 100, the size of human hair. And it's natural defense mechanism is to propagate a million times. Mm -hmm. I was on death's door. I couldn't walk up a flight of stairs. My life depended on it. So I understand what it's like to lose everything. I'm not saying that lightly, but it is God's way of cleansing us and going, okay, let's start over. Let's move on. What are the gifts that you have? Each one of us are blessed with something different. doesn't matter where you're living, if it's South Africa or the North Pole or mm -hmm. in any of these states. 
And I think the difficult thing you brought this up, David, is that many people want to keep up with the Joneses. Many people have self-inflicted overwhelm. Mm, and we don't yeah. have to keep up with the Joneses. I mean, trust me, I'm, I like nice things. I'll be honest. But the closer I get to that, I want to say that tribal warfare feeling of, you know, hunting with a bow and arrow. Yeah. I mean, I get my dinner with a sharp stick. <laughs> I have you to survive anywhere. Yeah. Yes. But boy, we are so grateful for that meat, we don't waste anything. We know what it took to the sacrifices to, to procure that sustenance, and mm. we don't take it lightly. Yeah. And I think if more of us got back to that and even had an interest in, you know, not just buying food wrapped in plastic that you're paying yeah. somebody else to kill for you, but having a relationship with that animal and the process of that will change your life. You know, it's so interesting that you're bringing this up because I've been, it's been on my heart, especially since the pandemic. It's just like, I want to do everything possible to to learn as much about like homesteading and, um, and growing food and hunting for our food. And because um, I feel not only is it a need with where, you know, the world is some threatens to head, but also a desire because there, there's a invaluable amount of knowledge that comes with that skill invalid, literally survival invaluable. And you share that. And I think to myself, like, wh why, why aren't we doing that? And we've become so accustomed to conveniences. What you said about, um, them feeling sorry that they need, we need so many things to kind of fill our life. And I just, yeah. I mean, that just struck me so hard because we know what it's like to, to walk away from everything, whether it was, walking away from our home uh, because of mold in the same situation or walking away from an entire income. Like we've, we've literally given everything back, literally surrendered everything back because there was, there was a detachment syndrome there. There was a disagreement somewhere. There was a toxicity somewhere, whatever it might be. We had to detach from it to discover parts of ourselves again or to lean back in and empty ourselves so that we learn more about who God had created us to be and what he made available to us. The thing is, is he's sharing so much bandwidth with everybody, mm. you know, and we never get a chance to hear him. We never get a chance to get in touch with him. And the way that you just described in nature, like he gave us that dominion, you know, and it's not because we're barbaric. It's because that's what yeah. His design was created for. I, I always, I always have a thing. You know, people will, will say that eating animals is cruel, and I'm well. It's in the if you're if you're a Christian, you know, God tells us to to, to eat. You know, that's what He created them for. You know, in the Bible, it says, "Go, go, get thy quiver and thy bow, thy bow, and get me some yeah. venison." So, yeah, and, you know, and, and following and, the rules here, and a little bit of don't little, take it up with me. Take it up said, with Jesus. When you said losing everything, um, a little bit of pure honesty an anecdote here is we were leaving the house this morning in a hurry it was early it's like 7 30 uh and you know when you have three kids and and inevitably because my mother's head is inside me whenever i put out of the driveway i'm like is the is the stove off did we leave anything you know and and i sat there and thought you know what if we came home and the house was burned down i have a guitar collection and i swear to you i'm not making this up <laughs> i'm not making this up i thought well if i lost all my guitars i still have ted's guitar his signed guitar in 
in Nashville that's in our storage unit that I have to get. So I'd still I'd start there's, over with one. But they are at least there's Ted's. They're things <laughs> as, as which is great. They're things. <sighs> getting back to the Bible, getting back to we are who God says we are, getting back to your gifts. I know you love dancing. I watch your videos. I feel it. And, and the, for the for the longest time, I was the stiff guy. My story is I was the stiff guy that would be at, at the wallflower. like this, the wallflower with arms folded. And I had a friend who was like, he literally said this to me one time. He goes, David, he goes, you know, because he was a dancer and people would just gather around. He goes, all those people on the outside that are in that, that are outside on that circle watching me, he goes, they all want to be the person dancing, but they're just too afraid to. They're afraid what other people think. He goes, you can't be afraid what other people think or life's going to pass you by. Like literally, literally that little thing changed the, I might not be with Angelique if he wouldn't have said that to me Probably because, <laughs> because I went out there and danced with my eyes closed and, and it was something that I just felt. And it was, it, dancing is inside of me. It's part of who I am and it's part of who you are, and who mm -hmm. God created you to do. So tell me what you feel when you're dancing. Well, um, I have learned a lot from watching my husband on stage. He doesn't hold back. And one of the things it's interesting, getting sick and almost dying really saved my soul. And I obviously been married to Ted for 33 years, been to a lot of concerts. And after I got sick and I was recovering, I was, I started teaching again. I found Zumba or Zumba found me. And so I'm in front of the mirror one time rehearsing, you know, some of the choreography and, uh, Ted walked by and at this point, you know, this was just, uh, 10 years ago or so he walked by while I'm practicing and he goes, Hey, why don't you get a couple of girlfriends and come on stage and dance at one of my concerts? And honestly, it wasn't, if I had gotten, hadn't not gotten sick, I don't think I would have, because at the time I was 48 years old mm -hmm. and I thought, who's going to want to see a 48 year old dance on stage at a rock and roll concert. <laughs> and it literally went, I went, yeah, I'll do it. Come on. So in two days I had a couple of, um, fellow Zumba instructors with me on stage dancing in front of 20,000 people. And it's funny because, you know, speaking, I don't enjoy public speaking. I don't enjoy getting on a, a stage and talking to people. But if I'm dancing, it's a different story. We went mm -hmm. to uh, mm -hmm. Swedish rock festival, 60,000 people. I danced on stage and I was oh. 49 years old. And it's it feels like freedom to me, but yes. it's what you freedom. said, you brought it up. I don't remember, I don't remember the exact words that you use. You've got to learn, you've got to learn the ropes. Like Ted, you've got to learn the scales when you're playing guitar and all that. Mm -hmm. You've got to learn how to dance in certain choreography, and then you let it go and be yourself. Ooh. And I'm, you know, I'm getting ready to, I'm going to teach a class in a couple hours. And I, I, I kind of retired during the pandemic. I'm like, I'm 60. Who's going to want to take a class from a 60 year old? Mm. But then I thought, oh, it sets my soul on fire. Yeah. It feeling. really wow. does. And somebody, one of my former students, I ran into them at, a, at the grocery store and I told her just that. I'm like, ah, you know, I didn't, after the pandemic, the gym was locked down and shut down and they invited me to come back teaching, but I had to wear a mask at first. And I went, no, no, no thanks. Mm -hmm. so I, just <laughs> didn't, I just didn't no. teach for a couple of years until no. just recently. And you know, it, I'm having the time of my life. I'm going to continue to do it for as long as God wants me to. Amen. 
And, and that's it. all, you know, we've all got to stay in our lane, keep our blinders on, stay in your yeah. lane. What is it that you do and how can you help other people? Well, that's exactly what, this is a perfect segue. So one of the things in my book, um, I have this section and again, I filter everything really through, through the lens of music and there's this section It's called let it rip. And you just talked yeah. about Ted on stage, you on stage and let it rip came to me. I was watching Andre Bocelli sing. Now he's mm -hmm. blind, right? And I was watching him in New York City and I, I was watching with Angelique and I thought to myself, just once I would like to be able to do something that effortless where I, I, I'm working in my gift. And then it realized, I, it dawned on me, I go, this man is blind. So he can't see the sea, like you said, 60,000 people. He can't see that. He mm -hmm. can't see the orchestra beside him, yeah. right? His one job is to let God's gift that was inside of him, let it rip. And he doesn't have all those filters of who's watching me, how do I look, or I'm intimidated. Mm. And so when we approach that, anybody out there, and when they approach that with their business or their passion, whatever it may be, let it rip. Well, I got to stop you for a second. And and I want to hear what Shemaine has to think, because you're making this comparison to Andre Bocelli, who is this unbelievably gifted opera singer, who's, who's blind and can't see all the... And you're just like, just once I would like to be able to do that. I'm like, but you do. See, this is what this is what so many people do. They think because they can't sing like Andre Botelli that they can't do anything else. But that's not your gift. Like you're, I've seen you in your gift. I know when you are in your gift. That's one of my gifts is seeing people in theirs and knowing how to pull them out. And, and I see him in his gift. I know when people are in their gifts. You are in your gift. When I see you in your gift, you are the Botelli. Okay. So you, that's what, for the listeners, Shemaine, like, how do you know that? Like, what is that visceral feeling to where <clears throat> we can tell our listeners, cause this is, this is what I get juiced up about is the Bocelli moment where it's just like, okay, yes, I, I can't, I'm putting the blinders on. I'm letting it rip. I, I can't see what's in front of me. I can't see what's to the side of me. I'm not worried about what's going on. There's no fear. And I am just, I'm being, I'm in my God, you know, my God moment. I'm in that God gene. I'm in co-creation with him right now. And maybe it's not singing, maybe it's not dancing, but maybe it's speaking for me, or maybe it's, you know, someone creating something, or maybe it's Warplan Studios and what they're doing. Like that's the, that is what God did. You know, we are the hands and feet and he's huge and limitless. So what is, how do you know when that is? Well, first of all, God created each one of us perfectly with gifts and talents. We get sidetracked from that because of what we think other people want. Mm -hmm. Maybe we don't fit into the Ted Nugent rock star mold. Maybe we don't right. fit into the uh, Andrea Bocelli mold. And maybe we, we feel mm -hmm. as though we don't measure up. In fact, Angelique, when you were reading my bio, all these different things, I, I, I thought to myself, um, a jack of all trades, a master of none. I remember growing up and going, well, I'm not good enough to go to the Olympics for gymnastics. I swam competitively. I was a state champion, but I never got beyond that. So we can second guess ourselves left and right all day long. That is spiritual warfare. Yes. That is the devil trying to kill, steal, and destroy your thoughts and to suppress you. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you guys know if you've noticed, but there's a lot of spiritual warfare going on right now. <laughs> and we sure. we need to we need to stay in our lane. And and if you, if you're at the point if you're watching this and you're wondering, yeah, but I'm not Ted Nugent. I'm not David and Angelique. I don't look that certain way. 
make a list of the things that you do well. And I'm not kidding mm-hmm. you. If it's sewing, yes. if it's painting, yes. if it's reading stories to children, if it's organizing closets. You know, you're talking about your gifts, Shemaine, and so much of what you said resonates with me. I know it resonates with Angelique. And, you know, when we look about people saying, well, you, you mentioned sewing, right? Well, if we look at Simon Peter, here's a fisherman and God says, you know, I mean, and Jesus says, you know, you're going to be a fisher of men now. And I think what happens is mm. Peter thinks he's working in his gift as a fisherman. That's what I do. This is my gift. But there's a lesson here. When you marry your gift with the father, meaning God's calling, and you you obey him, you know, then the world opens up different doors for you where you didn't think they could open up before. So in other words, you're still going to fish, Simon Peter. Mm-hmm. You know, you're still, you're always going to be a fisherman, but now I'm going to use your talents for the kingdom and you'll be a fisher of men, but watch how your name resonates throughout history. Now watch how I build the church upon you because you are obedient and open to that. And what we see, Shemaine, is we see so many people now they are not in their gifts. And this is where we're going to we're gonna go right into your wheelhouse is because we have a government and a culture and a university system that says, play small. You know, hey, if you're, you know, get a smaller house. Don't, don't want, don't, don't ask for the American dream. Don't, am, they take your ambition out of the equation. You will you know? own, you will own nothing and you'll be happy. Yes. Yep. Yes. And you Ugh. know, we've, we've never, that's never been America. We've, that's, that's just an even, we couldn't even fathom that. And, but people are being sold on it. And I feel like they're being sold a bag of goods that they're going to wake up one day and they're going to go, Ooh, mm-hmm. this wasn't how they made it seem. This wasn't the utopia that I was promised. This actually really sucks. <laughs> to put <laughs> yeah. it bluntly. Yeah. Well, the the Bible says that not everyone who has eyes can see. And Mm -hmm. that's what we have to remember. Uh, When I teach my classes, I got 50 people coming into the room. I don't say Republicans on the right, Democrats on the left, Libertarians in the back. The media has been dividing us. No matter who Mm -hmm. you're voting for, the media has divided us. We need to shut it down. Mm-hmm. And only follow a, su- a certain amount of people. Of course, the Turned On podcast, because you guys are awesome. <laughs> Not a follow Turned On. <laughs> um, but, but shut off mainstream media. Don't go there. Most newspapers yeah. uh, don't. It, it, they're, they're here to divide us and to instill fear in us so that we rely mm-hmm. on them. We rely on big government and that's not God's way. God wanted us to be self-sufficient yeah. and to rely on our own ways and means. And you know, you're talking about what it, what does it feel like when you're living in that moment, when you find the thing that makes your heart sing? I want to, I want to talk about that, but Again, I don't think it is this grandiose scheme that we're all going to be rock stars or no. actors. In fact, nope. I, I, there was a time when I thought I, you know, being a celebrity was all that. It's mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have death threats. Mm. And can- I, have, I actually had an encounter with a stalker a couple nights ago at Ted's concert. And it, it, it shook me up. I want to just crawl in a hole and and just stay there and not go out of my house. But I think it's God's, you know, God wants us to not live in a spirit of fear and to that's Satan trying to 
suppress us and push us down. I mean, look what happened to Lot. He kept, Satan kept trying over and over to try all these things to get him down. He, and that God wants us to keep our faith. So no matter where you are in life, no, if you're just starting out and you're looking at you, David and Angelique, you, you guys are like poster children for the epitome of health and fitness. <laughs> but what I'm in my program and my wildly well program it's not just about how you look on the outside, but it's about how you feel on the inside. And so every day of the week, what I do in this program, it's a private membership group. We talk about spiritual warfare. We talk about deliverance from those obstacles, those trials and tribulations, the thoughts in our head that get in our head and don't come out. And we're like, no, you're not good enough. No, you can't do that. Somebody said something negative to you 10 years ago, and you're still thinking about that. Mm -hmm. God did not give us a spirit of fear. So we have to kind of start from scratch over again and find our wheelhouse and stay in our lane. Okay. So this is perfect because what... You know, there's this thing that we learned a while back. It's called the long walk home. So when we hear about the fairy tale, they always talk about the princess and, you know, they, but they don't tell the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. If you remember, um, um, uh, Paul Harvey, he used to say, and now, you know, the, the rest, rest of, of the, the story. story. <laughs> so we're not telling people that. And what happens is what I, I put in my book is that there's moments between moments. In other words, there's moments between the Instagram post, right? There's moments between events. There's moments between concerts where it's just going to be you at home with your husband or you guys in nature. And God wants us to be happy in those moments. He doesn't want us to live for just like the Instagram moment where we're on a red carpet. That's not real life. No. And so when you talk about reinventing yourself, Angelique and I did a, a a deep study with a guy who grew up Jewish and he was an inspiration for the book. He grew up Jewish, learned that, you know, he obviously spoke Hebrew, but he converted to Christianity and he'd been studying it for over a decade, like eight hours a day. Just That was just in the studied. beginning. Now he's wow. studied for like so four years. He but. told me about this word in the Bible, in the Hebrew Bible, it's called Hayah. And it sounds like it sounds like a cowboy, but we're in Texas. Hiya! And it sounds right? like a karate H- kia. H a y a h. Now this is interesting because it's a verb, and in the original Hebrew text of the Old Testament, it means to arise, to happen, or become, and it signifies what wasn't but now is, mm-hmm. or 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 what you have to become. So it is an action kind of verb. It's a word of creation. It's a word that occurs most often in Genesis when God is talking about bringing things into creation that was nothing Um, before yeah Yeah. adam in other words here's a perfect example adam was not a living soul he became one so became is hayah Um, a man shall leave his father and a mother shall leave um and his mother and be joined with his wife they shall hayah or become one flesh so it's essentially getting outside finding this ability to create like you and ted have done such a great job finding this ability to dance enjoy life to be healthy So when you hear that word and we're talking about creating happiness, creating the moments between the moments where we can really enjoy life, what are you guys working on where you would say, I'm going to haya or I'm going to become something in this next stage of my life that I really feel passionate about right now? One of the things that I hear Ted say a lot, he does interviews when he's not playing and performing, he's constantly doing interviews and talking about the next right thing. And a popular question is to Ted, um, what was your favorite concert? And he says, my favorite concert is always the next concert. Mm -hmm. So that meaning it doesn't matter if it's at a club for 20 people or at a stadium with 20,000. 
and I think we get, again, we get too caught up in the grandiosity of, of things like becoming a celebrity and we've got to just get, get that out of our heads. God put you here for a reason, wherever you're at, it's the right place right now. Stay in your lane, keep your eyes forward, keep your head in the game, keep your prayers lifted because God's got something big planned for you. We might not know it or feel it or at the time, and maybe you reach a rock star status in whatever business you decide. Maybe you're a New York Times bestselling author. Do you think that it's over? Do you think that that you could just go, okay, I can sit back now and relax? Ted has sold over 40 million albums. He's the hardest working person I know. He never stops because there's always something that he wants to accomplish. There's always that next concert that he wants mm-hmm. to go to. And that's that next concert is the performance of his life. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think, it, again, we've got to raise up children mm-hmm. who are not focused on being the next Beyonce or Madonna or whatever it is, Thank but <laughs> also just, just being happy in their own skin. And Rocco, my son Rocco, I think you guys have met him before. I believe so. He's 32 and he is, he is in the music industry, but not rock and roll. Can you imagine how difficult it is for him to be a musician and not play guitar? Yeah. Can you imagine the, the warfare against him and what he's trying to accomplish? You're Ted Nugent's son and you don't play guitar. He's, he's what we call a spiritual rapper. He, he raps about being the light in darkness. That's awesome. And hear that. <laughs> he's not, he, he, he's the perfect combination of Ted and I, I've heard yes. this said many times. He's a yoga instructor and he also is a, a private coach, a personal coach, but you know, it's very difficult for people. He's, he's also had people in his life and I know people too, who have committed suicide. Yeah, yeah. because they don't feel like they measure up. And I just want to hug them and hold them and say, you do, you're perfect. God made you perfect. And well, it's hard for people, but I'm going to, I'm going to circle back. Um, one, one other thing, topic on that. I know some people who are going through very, very difficult times right now and struggle with that. And I do believe it's spiritual warfare. We have ancestral curses, demons that we're dealing with that we don't even know about. Out, mm-hmm. but also the food and drug industry, big pharma has had a role in this. You know, mm-hmm. if you think about the chemicals in our food, sugar, yeah, right. you know, it's an addiction. Yeah, we right. have a pandemic. Oh boy, we have a pandemic in this country. Big and time. it's it's not it's not COVID. The pandemic is obesity and overweight. That's right. And that causes, I'm not just saying again, like. I just turned 60 and I'm just saying things aren't what they used to be. You know, the muscle tone (laughs) is not what it used to be, but I've got to be okay. Like, thank goodness. Ted looks at me and my wrinkles and my saggy skin. And he goes, you're perfect. You're beautiful. And if we could get that from knowing God is within us, if we Mm -hmm. feel what God feels when, if we have children, we look at our children, whether they have red hair or, or blonde hair or black hair or whatever it is, we all say you're perfect. You're beautiful. Yeah. How did we lose that? Yeah. What happened yeah, in our life? It's a extremely narcissistic society. Extremely narcissistic. I think it's, I mean, it's, 
I have a love-hate relationship with it because I know that we utilize it like we are right now um, with social media, but it has become, we're this society that's a fishbowl and everybody's peering into everyone else's life. Mm-hmm. And that's where the, like you said, that everyone feels like they can't measure up. So there's this shrinking back um, of people's gifts. I know we deal with it all the time in business. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where people, they won't lean into the fact that they can sew. They won't mm-hmm. lean into other things that they're gifted at because they think they have to do it like ex-influencer or blogger or whatever. And it's all on social media. Yeah. If, if you go back to the beginning, right, and, and we go back to something you said about hunting, um, thinking about that, the, the coarse hair of the animal, the, the smells, the wind, the, the trees, it's very primal. And it's God put us where he didn't put us in a um, he put us in a paradise. You know, he put us in a garden originally. He didn't put us in big cities. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a lot to learn there, you know, and I know that um, I think I know every once in a while you have a glass of wine, I see. But I know Ted, Ted which amazes me. He's he's never had a drink or does. Well, he has a glass of wine, too. Okay. So, you know, it, it, but he never got, he never succumbed to the rock and roll lifestyle. Yeah, so I, I was telling that story yesterday. You know, I'm a big Elvis fan. And one of the things that you see Elvis, he, he died of prescription drugs. I mean, they just, because he cared so much about celebrity is that he had to get up for a show and then bring it down. And what we see is that God has provided so much for us in nature and he's provided the perfect plan and man always strays from that. And we have to get back to the Bible and what it says, the foundational wisdom of God. There's a plan for everything in your life. Yeah. And, and I, and I, I applaud you guys. So, yeah. you know, just give us a little bit of insight into, into your, your life right now. I mean, what, what makes you happiest when you talk about being happy with the moments between moments, give us a little, just give us a little peek in a moment between a moment that you might not otherwise share. Well, let's just say that the couple of days ago when I had that run in with the stalker, it was not my favorite moment. It shook yeah. me up big time. And what happened was the next day, because there were a couple incidences um, that happened, not just that one, it was kind of a, f- a few. I'll share it with you off, off camera sometime, but it shook me up a lot. And as a result, the next couple of days, I felt sick. I felt sick mm-hmm. to my stomach. I had a headache. So the physical, we know there's a mind body connection, the physiological yeah. connection to, you know, it's like if somebody says something to you, like I said before, 10 years ago, you remember how that felt. Mm-hmm. It feels like a sucker punch and immediately you're drawing inward. You're going inward. One of the things that I, that I love about my husband is that the deer don't care if he's a rock star. And, you know, I've seen a lot of, and met a lot of his peers who they can't go grocery shopping. Steven Tyler can't go to the grocery store. You know, they, they have to have people do things for them. And with hunting, you know, my husband goes out there and it's funny because he wears the same darn clothes every single day. Angelique, how easy would that be? You know, I know (laughs) exactly the same clothes. If David, if he wants a short sleeve shirt, guess what he does? He rips them off. He cuts off the he sleeves. Yeah. I'm like, David used to have the a other day, sleeves. The other day he's going on stage and I, I'm surprised I don't have a bruise on my forehead for all the times I'm like, oh, oh my God. He goes on, he goes on stage. He's putting his shirt on and I'm, I'm backstage in his little dressing room and he's putting his shirt on. And I go, honey, do you realize that shirt has a hole in the back? Literally a two inch rip. He goes, yeah, I think I can get one more night out of it. 
<laughs> I so I That's think so that that hunting has really been a very humbling experience for him. He mm. didn't harvest a deer for 14 years that he was bow hunting. And one of the first things that I learned when I followed him around with my video camera, just videotaping his hunts back 30 years before there were hunting TV shows, I learned because he, he, he turned to me, I'm following him with a video camera. And he said, no, you can't just clomp through. You've got to watch every place your foot lands and be careful. Gosh, you're present. Because there's a, a ripple effect. Do you mm -hmm. think the deer don't know every blade of grass? And mm -hmm. you think you're going to come in there clomping around and trying to even see a deer? And so when we sit, I sit in a tree stand, I shoot with a, a 30 pound bow. And do you think a deer's going to walk in front of me and I'm going to go, <coughs> you know, yeah. it's just not going to happen. You've got to be very, very calm. It's like grace and stealth at the same time, yeah. which is very difficult. Yeah. That's what so, he told me on the message to me. When the first time I shot my bow, I sent you a picture of it and I get this message from Ted. He's like, grace and stealth. He Did goes, he say that? Yeah, he goes, don't, worry, don't worry about the, 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 the weight of the bow. He's like, that's not be important. one with the bow. David. It's grace and yes. stealth. <laughs> uh, interesting um, thing about archery is that years ago, uh, when the Japanese army were trying to teach their warriors Zen, they taught them archery. Mm -hmm. And the circles in a target in archery are called sin. So if you miss mm -hmm. the bullseye, the first circle is sin one, then okay. sin two, then sin three, and so on. So we all miss the mark whether it's in business or in life every day, we spill milk, we, whatever it is, we rip our shirts. We do, we, <laughs> we don't always measure up, but there's always another opportunity. God with God's grace for yeah. us to make amends, repent of our sins. We're all sinners, repent and move forward and just ask for God's grace. That's the thing that keeps me going. Amen. Mm, that. that is so good. You know, you, you mentioned something, uh, that let's kind of tie this all back in is just when he said, do you not think that these deer don't know every blade of grass? Mm -hmm. And I, and the immediate thing that I thought of was how he knows every hair on our head. Mm -hmm. And imagine being a presence machine, <laughs> like you have to be when you're in nature um, and how connected you are to God. Imagine how much more connected the animals are than we are because of all of all of the stuff that, like you said, we're filling our lives with that that um, that blasts out and drowns out the voice of God, that drowns out us being able to hear from him, that drowns out our assignment, that drowns out because we are so inundated with so much input. We were not meant to have the world's conversations in our eyeballs all day long. Yeah. You know, and we are. And we wonder why we it's a seduction. feel broken. We wonder why we feel inadequate. We wonder why people are committing suicide. We wonder why people aren't operating in their gifts. We wonder why people are outside of their own book. And that was that was such a beautiful picture that you painted that that Ted had said. And I was like, oh my gosh, like how could we not son I am who you say I am? He says, I know every hair on your head. He calls you, you know, fearfully and wonderfully made. He knows your inward parts that were knitted you know, in your mother's womb. He's not in all of the days of your life. Like there's just so many different things. And that's where we get our affirmations, you know, because I know it's really easy 
um, in in the world of kind of secular affirmations to kind of make up stuff, but then it be over time can easily become a, a brokenness too. Yeah. But if you adhere yourself to the nature of God and the Word of God and what what His firm foundation is, it is almost impossible to not be who He says you are. Right. And I just I loved that because it just reminded me of that that scripture. There's a uh, popular video that I'll share with you if you want to if you want to use it on your podcast where there's a pastor who rides in a plane, a small plane with with somebody else and everything was against him getting to this plane. He was like, "Ah, he just felt like he shouldn't." He gets in the plane anyway and th- they take off and there's the the pastor and then this other the pilot and then there's another guy in the back seat, small plane. And so they take off and the pilot uh, everything's fine for about five minutes. They're got, they're climbing and climbing and climbing. And the pilot looks over at the pastor and he says, ah, we're going into the clouds. And the pastor's like, yeah, I know we are. And he goes, I can't fly in clouds. I pass out. It makes me pass out. And the, guy, the pastor's like, what, what are you talking about? Long story short, he, pa- the pilot passes out. Oh so God. they figure out, the pastor figures out how to call air traffic control and get guided down. And the number one most important thing, the air traffic controller says, listen to my voice. I don't want you to look at the storm that's outside. Listen to my voice. I don't want you to worry because in four minutes, you're going to be coming face to face with a mountain. I want you to listen to my voice. The people I've done this thousands of times, the people who don't make it home are the ones who don't listen to my voice. And that's where we get so led astray. Again, it's spiritual warfare coming at us from all angles, physically, emotionally, mentally, telling us we're not good enough, putting people in our life who want to knock us down and push our buttons. And, and constantly we're being hit with illnesses, physical illnesses, emotional difficulties, struggles, financially, everything. I just so believe it's spiritual warfare and we're not listening to his voice. Woo. I don't know if there's any verse that, any verse, any quote on this podcast that hadn't turned me on more than the line that she just said from that pilot saying, those that don't make it home mm. are those that don't listen to my voice. Mm. Woo. I don't know. That was like a chilling. I got goosebumps. <laughs> Just a chilling reminder of God. Like, mm-hmm. you're not going to make it home if you cannot hear my voice. Yeah. Yeah. We get so caught wow. up with, you know, keeping up with the Joneses. And I think what's, the, if there is a good thing about what's happened the past couple of years with the pandemic is that parents have been able to see what their kids are learning or not learning on Zoom calls. And we've been able to, our <laughs> eyes are being opened to yeah. this spiritual warfare and to big government and big tech and what's really going on, big pharma. And people are waking up and boy, we got to get right with God. We got to we got to put on that full armor because we do not battle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the principalities of this dark world and in heavenly places. And it's so important. We've got to remember we're not battling against each other. Mm. We're battling against Satan right now. And it's never been more apparent to me than right now. Amen. So good. Well, thank you for speaking wow, up. Amazing. I mean, that's a big part of what we need people to do. We need people to speak the truth, speak up fearlessly, um, boldly, and courageously because 
there's so many people that are afraid to believers, people yeah. with voices yeah. yeah, that have been convinced to be quiet because of political correctness and things like that. So I want to thank you for coming on, sharing your story. Thank you. Um, thank you for your boldness and your courage and just the, the light that you shine for God. So good. Yeah. So good. You. You I appreciate it. Aww. So, um, <laughs> you know yeah. what? It's like, I, I was telling somebody this the other day, uh, I was trying to get, I have an event to go to and I'm trying on these outfits and, and this, uh, person who's helping me said, well, that's a good look. And I, the first thing that popped in my head is, you know what, Angelique, you would know this. That's not the look I'm going for. The only mm -hmm. look I'm going for is you. well done, good and faithful servant. That's right. Nothing else matters. That's right. Amen to that. That's so good. Well said. That's so good. Well, um, so we have we have the um, the the wellness. Give us the name one more time. Wildly well. It's a private community that uh, I teach something every day of the week except for Saturday. We've got motivational videos and audio tapes. We've got the Bible verses. We do Bible study. We do, I, every week I release a new workout video that could be ten minutes, could be twenty minutes, could be thirty minutes, but you can do it in the comfort. Uh, the private and and in comfortable setting of your own home, and then uh, Thursday Thursday we do Bible study. You can listen to the Bible on audio tape, and when you're grocery shopping, driving your car, whatever. Friday we have audio and videotapes on Freedom Friday about getting set free from obstacles and things that can hold you back. Saturday, we take the day off. And then Sunday, we have a live Zoom call. And I'm telling you, it each week, it just keeps getting better and better. People are opening up and people who have been afraid, they'll privately message me and they'll go, you know, I just afraid to talk about it. And just what you said, Angelique, you know, we've got to, we've got to appreciate and be grateful for those people who are being bold and brave right now mm -hmm. and encourage them to do that walk wherever they're at. Yep. Just start. Yep. So good. Well, I don't know about you, but that turned me on today. I, <laughs> I mean, I seriously, it just, it opens, you know, it, it's again, God does such a beautiful job of gently or sometimes not so gently reminding us of what we're here for. And so the moments where I was, you know, some days where I'm just like, I just can't hear you. Well, he yeah. just was very audible today through um, our beautiful guest. So Shemaine, thank you for being here. Thank you so much to our listeners. We appreciate you. If this meant something to you, we encourage you to share it and uh, write a review and make sure that you put it in the ears of the people that need it most. Thank you so much guys for having me and come visit right. soon. God bless you. Thank you so much. God bless you guys. 